Hey everybody, it's your old friend John Deluna with another awesome minicast. This minicast is going to be kind of a post-show wrap of TFCon. I wasn't able to attend, but uh, one of our esteemed co-hosts, Headmaster Don, don't call him Titan Master Don, uh, attended TFCon with uh, most of the RFC cast, actually, and he's back. Um, weary, but at home now. Don, how are you doing on this fine Monday night of our recording? Mm, tired, but but fine. Just did, still catching up on sleep. Did you? How much sleep did you get this weekend? Not a whole lot, mainly because my new work schedule had me wanting to start dozing off at like three and four in the afternoon because that's when my body is like program sort, sort of programmed now to fall asleep at those times. I'm just getting off work, mm-hmm. so I was like, I gotta wake up, I gotta wake up, and I have stuff to do, so. Uh, I just need a little more sleep. I'll be fine. So uh, everybody, just uh, bear with Don. Uh, send him good, good prayers and good thoughts as he yawns his way through a uh, a very detailed account of TFCon. So TFCon was on the uh, started on the sixteenth. Um, let's see here. What day was that? Was that a Friday? Was it opening yeah. ceremony? Yeah, Friday was opening ceremony. Uh, I got down there Thursday just to hang out with uh, Diecast and Melvar, mm. uh, but and then Brian joined us on Friday, and then we just sort of hung out Friday until um, the con started. Uh, how was the hotel? Oh gosh, Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, the hotel, <laughs> without a doubt, is probably the best con hotel I have ever been in. Botcon, OTFCC. You know the fun pub years. Mm-hmm. This this was the best hotel. Wow! And this was an embassy embassy suites, so that is pretty swanky. Oh yes! And the cool thing was, now Brian had mentioned I had forgotten about this that we had a, it was a hotel like that for OTFCC 2003, mm-hmm. in which we had the bedrooms was separate from a small living room mm-hmm. that had a fold out couch bed. Plus, you had a refrigerator, you had a microwave, and things such as that. So, um, and 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 we brought, and I brought this up at the organizers panel that it's it's amazing that they were able to get that nice of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Again, the time of year may have helped, but sure. that nice of a hotel at that rate with the amenities such as the breakfast and the drink specials oh, wow. still intact. Wow! So you guys got a free breakfast. Yeah, yeah, the breakfast was included with the room, wow. and then they, they, had, they, had, they had a social hour in which the drink specials were also included. Uh, since I don't drink, I didn't take part of any of those, uh, but other people did. Mm-hmm. But I hope other convention people... Um, yes, hint, hint. Yeah, what, what, listen, I mean, the rate was, it wasn't just, the, the rate was very similar to what we get with other conventions. Mm-hmm. But so what not, was it like 130, 150, something like that? Uh, 149. Plus okay. your, it was about 165 with all this, the taxes involved. Mm-hmm. But the amenities still being included and not completely stripped down or taken out of it, because there, there have been times on previous hotel conventions where there were amenities available to other guests but since we since we were getting the con rate, they were not available to us. Right. And I'm hoping that in the future we're able to get us. I mean, we're, I'm not I'm not asking for everything, including the kitchen sink. Sure. 
but it would be nice to not be completely left out of all the amenities just because we're getting a lower rate because we are bringing the volume. Sure, absolutely. That That's just my opinion. Speaking of, um, before we get to the opening ceremony, just overall, how did you think the crowd looked? Was this a busy show? Oh, God, yes. Uh I think I think I think there was a, I, I didn't see the walk I saw the walk-in line for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh, before the dealer rooms opened and and it, and it was progressing quite well, but judging by the amount of volume in the dealer's room, that was that was a metric crap ton of people. Now that's my scientific observation is metric crap ton. Yes, yes, the metric system at yes. work. So, um, how would you compare it, like? Um, to uh, say a Bodcon or um, were you at Shardicon a few years back? I can't remember. No. no. Well, how does they, it compare they, to a Bodcon? Would you say a uh, lot less formal, mm-hmm. a little more fluid in doing what you want to do? Yeah. Uh, there wasn't as many panels, and most of the panels were comic related, which personally for me didn't hold as much interest. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm not reading the comic, so someone that does read the comic would probably have found that a lot more of a draw than I did. Interesting. Again, that's just that's just me. Uh, How about the crowd size? Would you say it was like what was it like uh, half the size of BotCon, comparable to BotCon some years? What would I, you say? I would I would say it would be equal to some of the earlier John and Carl BotCons. Uh, maybe again, I, again, I'll be honest. There's after a while, they all blend, John. They do. You're telling so, me. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to. I would say some of. I would say like say some of the. After the Men in Black years, prob, probably mm-hmm. some some of the mid to later John and Carl Botcons. I hear you. Uh, maybe a few of the smaller turnout fun pubs. Nothing to sneeze at, though. Oh no, no, by by no means, no. It, it was. I mean, the dealer's room was the dealer's room was bigger. Mm-hmm. Than the one in Chicago last year, mm-hmm. but you still couldn't move. Gotcha. So gotcha. Th- to me, that's a sign of a lot more people when you have a bigger room and still there's so many people you can't move. Sure, that makes sense. Um, so tell me about the um, tell me about the opening ceremony. Like what 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 was that? What did that look like exactly? If I had been there, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna guess that it was pretty probably like a pretty informal. Let the games begin. That's kind of like it was at Shardicon, which you didn't attend, but I did attend. So I assume it was pretty, pretty informal. Um, let's uh, let's jump. I also I also looking at the event schedule. See that they had a karaoke night at nine o'clock in the hotel bar. That sounds fun. Did you did you go to that? I believe you know that I did. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I have a Twitter account. Yes, and uh, I did I did partake of the karaoke. Very and, nice. Uh, so they they didn't uh, the the gentleman doing the karaoke was a really nice guy, mm-hmm. and but his catalog was a pre created catalog. It wasn't one that he had assembled, uh, which probably is easier for them because all the rights had been clear. If like if you buy this pre made gotcha. karaoke thing, all your rights are cleared. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about any of that popping up. <laughs> but they did did not have any Stan Bush, which of course I'm sure. <laughs> A lot of people were going to sing the touch. I wanted to be the first person to sing it. They didn't have it, so I chose another great '80s alternative, "Eye of the Tiger," excellent, and, uh, and totally murdered it. I'm, I'm sure Rocky Balboa will come hunt hunt me down. <laughs> By murder it, you mean killed it in karaoke terms. Um, I actually think that uh, having an activity like that, 21 and up, 
uh, if you if you're in a hotel that has a bar that can handle it, was a really good yeah. idea. I thought that was neat looking at well, the schedule. It, wa- it was, uh, but a, it took a while for a lot of people to really get into it, and mm-hmm. the bar was not an enclosed bar. Oh, it I was, see. It, it was like the bar was close to the outside where he had the fire pit. Mm-hmm. So, but it was also a main walkway to get from one side of the convention center to the other. So if, I think if it had been in like an actual enclosed place, uh, you would have had a lot more people staying in that area to do it mm-hmm. versus just being at the bar and like, oh, they're doing karaoke. Oh, there's my friend. I'll go see them over there. And they, you know, they, they sort of just wander out of the entertainment. Gotcha. Um, so moving to Saturday where like the, the convention really like starts, um, instead of like going like um, event by event and just kind of, you know, like, like really grinding through the schedule. Let's just talk about like some things in general. Cause we do want to honor the, um, the mini cast, uh, tradition of 30 minutes thereabouts. So let's talk about, uh, I think your favorite part of the convention. I know it's my favorite part, the dealer room. Oh o- my God. Opened at 9am bright and early. Um, yep. give me, uh, give me your thoughts, Don, on the, this year's TFCon dealer room. Pretty good selection. Uh, you, you had a, you had a lot of third party, of course, since there wasn't any issues with that. A mm-hmm. lot of uh, Hasbro Takara stuff, obviously. A lot of the, a lot of the merchandising, the T-shirts and things such as that. Uh, pretty intense artist action alley. Uh, I walked oh, cool. through there. A lot of artists there selling their prints. People to you know autograph. Since uh, you know we, there was there was several guest stars there. Uh, I liked it because it was it was laid out very it was very simple layout, but you had a lot more room in between the in the aisles to walk down mm-hmm. than you did than you did at TF Char, uh, in TFCon in Chicago. Not that Chicago was bad, but it was a little cramped. So I, I think sometimes TFCon, rightly or wrongly, is considered like the third party con. Uh, like you said, since there's no restrictions on third party at the dealer tables, did it seem like? Um, that it was overwhelmingly third-party stuff, or was there a fair oh, mix? No. How did you think it looked balance-wise? I think it was probably about 60-40 in favor of Hasbro Takara product. Ah. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of G1 stuff, a lot of, a lot of you know, of course, a lot of AEC. You had all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, not that much in the way of Robots in Disguise, the the new series. Not, not a lot. Not, not, there was a, a fair amount of that, but not... A lot, because again, classics generations was right. the uh, the overwhelming amount, and that's Massey. Hello, Massey. Yeah, he he jumps my lap. <clears throat> um, so, as far as like robots in disguise goes, real quick, you know, I mean, Hasbro has said it's not like for collectors. I mean, you know, they 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 try to make it a collector's line through the warrior class, but right. I don't think we're buying that. Well, the good thing was there was there was a lot of the Japanese adventure figures uh-huh. there. Although I did I did not see the uh, Japanese adventures Optimus. That's mm-hmm. one thing I was looking for. If I, if I if I if I missed it, that was just me just looking over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but there was a couple of the adventure uh, captured prey had a uh, uh, pretty big selection of the adventure stuff that I saw. Mm. Uh, then you had the people, they weren't Fans Project, he was representing Fans Project. Basically, Chosen Prime, Captured Prey, mm-hmm. the Fans Project community, and TF Source, they were all kind of like along a wall in a corner. 
and that's where a bulk of your third party stuff was, uh, such gotcha. as the such as the, the folks that was helping that was selling the fans project and other products. They had the two first not Dino Kings, and they had the first shell for the uh, the Triceratops shell uh, there for the for one of the figures, mm-hmm. which was the first time the shell was available for sale. Yes, yeah, very controversial. Things. Yeah, it's it, it was it was a heartbreaker for me. Um, How limited were they? Uh, I don't know the numbers, but from what I gather, talking to the people and the and the folks running that table mm-hmm. were very nice. They they were swamped. They were, they never lost their cool. They were they were they were really great people. And they answered. I asked a few of the questions. The shells look like tentatively they're going to be only for convention releases. Because oh, wow. they're, going to, they're going to be very expensive to produce. Mm. Uh, the Triceratops shell is big. It's, uh, how big? Um, I'm, tr- I'm looking around right now. Would I you would say s- like a liter class, so to speak, size? Like a small see, football? I, what do you think? I, actually, a football is is probably a pretty good a pretty good approximation wow. for yeah for the length and the height of mm. this of the Triceratops. I mean, it, the, the sucker you could just pick up with two hands, and, mm. and you would you would feel better picking up with two hands than one. Wow! The any problem, any articulation? No, mm. I, I I didn't because of the price mm-hmm. of seventy dollars for the shell mm-hmm. and the limited availability that it was apparently going to be convention only. Mm-hmm. I said I can't do it. Yeah, because even if I get this one. And they're going to be at conventions. I'd have to have someone trying to pick one up for me. If they got one for me, I'd have to have it shipped. Mm-hmm. And it's six shells at, let's say, $70 a piece. So, I mean, again, it's, I completely understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And if, if, I, if I knew I would have a chance of getting these shells a lot better than I do right now, I would have gotten that, gotten that first one. Right. But... Not having the full set defeats the purpose of having the shelves for Dino King. I mean, it's a tough one. I really hope yeah. that they figure that uh, figure that uh, distribution out because um, you know it's more about uh, getting it to all the people who want it. Because I think if you can afford, like you said, if you, I think a lot of people who are going to commit to that set, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's a lot of money, but I think they would be willing to commit to all the shelves if they knew they could yeah. get them easily. You know, it, you know, one one thing I thought of on the way back, and I'm hoping they listen to this, or at least someone tells them about that. Mm-hmm. If they were to do a Kickstarter, just as an example, ah, there you go for a set of shit, for a set of six shells. That's yes, hard to say. yes, by the seashore. Yes. So if they could do the shells in a, I know that that kind of defeats the purpose of going to the shows. But I'm thinking on down the road, if they need to get another, if they can make more money off of that off of that mm-hmm. get it out to more fans something like a kickstarter like if you if you pony up half of it up front through the kickstarter yeah. you'll get all six shells granted it'll be expensive to ship and all that but i'm just saying sure. hopefully at some point they'll be able to do something to get them back out to the people who couldn't get them this first time yeah i mean it feels like it feels like the demand is there and you know maybe with the kickstarter ones they could do something with like the paint or something make them slightly different than the original run maybe make them in a g2 color maybe make them in say like say i i I don't know how these these are versus the toy shells for Mm -hmm. dino king versus anime colors Mm -hmm. 
if they did one for one, they could do the other for the Kickstarter. Sure. You know, there's, there's variances they could do. Yeah, you can figure it out for sure. Um, so the big thing, I think, at least as far as social media is concerned with uh, TFCon, is the third-party stuff, the reveals. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think that this year was a strong year for what you saw in, like, upcoming third-party stuff? Like, like how... Uh, well, what's your what's your review or your overall thoughts maybe on, on what we saw coming out of TFCon like for the next year or so in third party? Uh, well, to, well, to quote to quote Robin from Young Justice, I was just whelmed. <laughs> not you know nice. not not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed. I was just sort of whelmed because most of it was stuff we had seen before. Although they, they were better pictures, mm-hmm. uh, there was some teases for stuff that has yet to be revealed. Uh, we did get a look at some of the in, more interesting stuff in the case, uh, like the uh, the super deformed Trypticon that does have the city mode. Uh, and again, I, I can't remember. There was there was another co- there was a color shot of Pandarius or Pan, uh, Pandarius. I saw that. So, yeah, interesting. So there was that. Um, How did that look in person, by the way? Uh, good enough to make me re reconsider getting it. Really? Yeah. In, in yeah, person, it, it, the colors hold up better in person. I think so. Uh, now again, it could have been the lighting they were using, or maybe the lighting in the earlier shots. But it's it's really the colors are they're not bright, mm-hmm. but they contrast very well. If that makes any sense, you yeah. got a lot of the purples and the greens contrast. Mm-hmm. You got your highlight colors. For those people that are familiar with, with SH Figure Arts, if you look at Utopia, it's a very clean, it's a very straight looking design. Not a lot of thrills in color, but it looks like Metroplex, but it's a very clean design. That's your SH Figuart. Hmm. If you look at the SIC line, which is your super imaginative Jogokan, which takes a different high-detail take on your figures, that's your Pandaris. Gotcha. So it's two basically completely different aesthetics for the same cities. Gotcha. I follow. I follow. Hey, you know, one of the things that I think I've really, like, started to – kind of come around to the side of is people who make the argument or I guess have the observation right now with third party that third party just as a um, as an industry if you will is big on ideas and um, small on execution like I I feel like we've been like you said I feel like we've been staring at ideas and slides more than having all this stuff like in our hand I mean, are you getting that feeling at this point? Does it feel like the the companies are kind of overwhelming themselves with ideas? Yeah, it, it's it's sort of. And I'm I'm gonna use Fans Project as an example, just because I love Fans Project. I have a lot of their stuff. They have come such a long way from their early days, and to make a solid toy. Mm-hmm. If I buy something Fans Project, or if I buy something Mastermind, uh, now if I, I'm going to add Toy World to that list. And I'm going to add DX9 to that list as well. If I buy some of their product, and I don't mean leaving anybody out, I'm just picking the four off the top of my head. If I buy their products for a third party, I feel very comfortable buying their products mm-hmm. uh, for a third party company. But it's also like the fans' project headmasters. We got Code, we got Quadruple U, we got Smart Robin, we got Sigma L, now we have Croc. That's taken us since 2012 to get hmm. these figures. And in that time, a lot of other fans' project stuff has come out. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
it's, it seems like every 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 company shows us something which is awesome but then there's this other sidetrack that comes out before this yet it was shown after item A yeah they, so, they seem easily distracted well I think that's because if when the trends shift in the fandom mm-hmm. they've got to follow those trends to keep in business and sell product you know sure. uh, you know there's some stuff coming out that you saw at the show. I'm not going to point it out because mm-hmm. that's not fair to the producer. But when you, <laughs> but when you, and I, I hope, I hope all this stuff does well. Sure. But if you see this set being produced, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, why are they doing something for a figure that old? Yeah. I, I, you know, and, I think, I don't know. I, sometimes it comes down to just one guy at one third party company wants to do something. Yeah. yeah. Now, or or it's another or it's another fact that they're doing something again that has already been released officially. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Tell yeah, me about it. It was like I understand that they're going for a different scale or a different aesthetic or they're doing G2 whereas the official is done just G1. Mhm. But no, it's basically the same thing as we got before the official one came out. The official one was na- announced, and now it's like you're doing this again. Yeah, it looks great. It's beautiful. I would want it. What is it? You can tell me. It's just you know. and me, Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. It's just. Let's just say that if I didn't already have a whole bunch of this one combiner figure, uh-huh. I would probably get the. I would like to get the one that's coming out because of the aesthetic. Uh-huh. But I really just don't need another one of those. Okay. Intriguing. Intriguing. Um, I think, you know, I think for me, coming out of that slideshow, so to speak, or at least like the coverage of it, I um, I just think, you know, it's something like we're at the point where something's got to give here. You know what I mean? Like, like just something's got to give. If anything, we're, we're still like stuck in this vortex of Dinobots and somehow Constructicons. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, I know, third party in 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 some ways is kind of the ultimate expression of fans. It's 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 fan literally fans making the toys that they always wished for. But like you say, once it's been done one way or another, let alone three or four times, you got to do something else. Yeah. Well, it's you know, fans project has got new versions of the city commander armor coming out. Mm-hmm. For the classics, Prime and Magnus, that doesn't need to be removed for transformation. Neat. That that's updating one of their original ideas, the one that probably put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Something new and innovative because the technology is there. So that I don't mind because I still think every for its age, everyone needs a city commander in their collection, just because the way it so radically changes classics Magnus. Yeah, it's but, a neat neat piece in history. Exactly, but it's that's the problem. It is a part of third party history now, mm-hmm. and so we're getting so we're getting a revised version, which is fine. But when you've got a new set of X coming out, there's already been this set in four other variations. Oh yeah, you know, you know got to let it go. Yeah, you know, we third party. I think needs to be like like what they're doing with the not Dino King. They're finally mm-hmm. moving on to some of the Japanese combiners. Mm-hmm. Uh, TFC is doing a uh, 
Lyokaiser. So I'm I'm grateful for them to moving out of this 84, 85, 86 uh, era of G1. Yeah, it's surprising that um, you know back in the day we would we would uh, beg people to get out of 1984 and 85. Even if you add 1986, it's amazing how repetitive it still gets. If uh, if if you keep treading on the same stuff over and over again. Like you really have to like stretch at this point, like you say into 88, 89, um, G2, uh, like, like, uh, third party auto rollers would be funny, kind of neat, like updated, you know, I I would love, I would love to see new versions of cyber jets. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know anybody who that likes the G who loves G2 want, want more lower cost, like say mech ideas, that mm-hmm. did the ju- the jump starter and twin tw- the jump starters that I talk about from time to time. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them do more more cyber jets. Uh, the War in the Pocket series from DX Nine, for sure. That's the scale for cyber jets. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. Anyway, Absolutely. The, good thing, the good thing about TFCon embracing the third party is for those collectors, mm-hmm. you can actually go there. If you go, you can see who's got what get the best prices if you want to buy a whole set that you know there were several people there selling complete sets of uh warbatron uh the bruticus version they were selling complete sets of orden the terracon combiner uh Uh, one guy had one guy had uh, make toys uh quantron for Mm -hmm. 298 whoa really yeah and the same guy had Green Devastator mm-hmm. for two ninety eight, and Yellow Devastator for three fifty, which is which is a lot cheaper than I've seen them in the past. So for sure, you, you you'll get deals there that you won't see online. Or if you want to buy a whole set, you can say, okay, I want to buy the whole set. Could you cut me a Could you cut me a break? Better than you could do that online. Mm-hmm. Man, I would have been tempted by that Quantron. I got to tell you, yeah. <laughs> that might have busted I, my budget. Yeah. But you know, the one thing I wanted and I didn't get it because it's just Predaking is not a how my characters of I want something new for Predaking. Mm-hmm. It's just not a character that that trips my triggers. But the black and purple one we talked about <laughs> that on the show. Uh-huh. You know, luckily they didn't have one on display. Otherwise. I might have done something really, really dumb. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had the the self discipline. But I will tell you that mold is amazing. Yeah, and but I was attracted to the colors, not the mold. Sure. You know, interesting. That, you know, it's just so that did it for you, huh? The color scheme. Yeah. Interesting. Which, which is not a good sign because I, I it would sit on the shelf and just sit there. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't enjoy it for being Predacons. I would enjoy it for being the colors. I suppose. Uh, but, yes, for what it's worth, if anybody's looking uh, to uh, to spend a lot of money that they probably shouldn't, they, you can't go wrong with Feral Rex in any color if you like Predaking. So did so. what did you buy, Don? Did you buy anything? Uh, I picked up uh, Devil Star. The repaint of Evil Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I got I got a slightly better deal because uh, this uh, this one box the track was broken, so I, and then the track didn't mean that much to me, so I went so so the dealer took 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 about twenty bucks off because of that. Nice. So, so that that uh, I picked up the first three of the because uh, Sunday 
the people at the Fans Project booth revealed that the third, not Dino King part, the uh, the robot had come in mm-hmm. that day. Oh. So so they were selling a set of the first three, almost for the almost for the price you could buy the first two. Nice. So so you know there was that. Um, really, I I I, I picked up. Uh, just really not, not I, what I picked up because I'm blanking on a lot of that now right now because I'm tired. It's late. Yeah, but what I got, I, I'm ha- I'm happy with what I spent. Mm-hmm. I, f- I felt I spent just enough to get what I wanted without going like you know crazy. Very nice, Don. We always like that. I know we talked about how uh, some of the panels were comic centric. Did you go to any of the panels? Did any of the panels uh, well jump out the- at you? Oh yes, uh, the Rick Alvarez panel on why the original Align continuity with Prime and the movies and all that failed. Uh. It was very. It, it, I always hate to hear about something that fails, mm-hmm. but to see how it failed is good because yeah. you know, hey, let's not do this again. What was the gist? Can you do it in like, you know, briefly or five words or less, uh, or was there like kind of like an overall? Everyone was reason? on a different. Everyone was on a different page. Mm. Has ha, the the production company of Prime was on was on one page. Mm-hmm. The hub itself was on a different page. Hasbro Labs creating the toys was on a third page. Mm-hmm. And despite everyone wanting it to succeed, they wanted Prime to succeed for different reasons. And those reasons were not exactly not exactly tangible for everybody. Interesting. Without sacrificing character design, <laughs> sacrificing animation models, putting more money into advertising. So that's my take. I'm sure Rick will probably, you know, at some point, you know, he might disagree with that as far as being that simplified. But to me, that's what it came out to be. They just couldn't get along and come up with an idea that everyone liked. Well, I mean, that's ironic, but uh, ironic for the concept of being aligned. But, um, Certainly, a story you hear in, in big companies, uh, especially different companies trying to work together. So, I mean, that makes that makes sense. Any other, any other panels that you did jump out at you, or was that like the big one for you? That one in the third party panel was big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, of course, we were at the uh, the the multi podcaster panel. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, both diecast and uh, our own Rob Springer. Uh, Very was nice. Fielded that for our side, and that was that was a fun little fifty-minute podcast there. Cool. Uh, I really didn't go to any of the panels because I had, I had two very good friends of mine, uh, uh, David and John, came down, and you're so popular. Well, no, well, no, they came down from Tennessee, but they're only down for one day. Mm-hmm. And John had me back at work at six a.m. Sunday morning. So, so so Saturday I spent a lot of the time with them just catching up and everything. Sure. Uh, so I, I missed a few of the panels that day, but it's something I can catch at some other point. Yeah, and goodness knows that all that stuff's documented at this yeah. point. You can go read about it. Uh, any closing thoughts, Don, on TFCon? Uh, best one ever? Thumbs up, thumbs down? What do you think? Well, like I said, personally, it was a, it was very comic-centric, which, which didn't hold as much interest for me. Mm-hmm. But... I'm glad that I'm glad that the comic people got so much out of it. Uh, the voice actor panels I did miss because of other things going on, but I, I heard hearing Richard Newman's uh, information from Beast Wars was very entertaining. 
Cool. Uh, so hopefully I'll catch that. I think this was a great convention. Uh, I think the hotel was great. You can tell they put a lot of work into making everything run smoothly. Mm-hmm. The panels were fast. They were moderated well. Uh, the dealer room was big enough to move around. The, once the once the mad rush of the doors opening died down, there was more than enough room to move around. Mm-hmm. You, and you could get into all the... Because Sunday is the day that, okay, I found all this stuff for me. Here's my friends list. Let's go diving in the corners. So that's where you look in the corners and the boxes and the totes. And so, and there was plenty of room to do that too. Excellent. Excellent. Don, I want to thank you for taking some time before, before bedtime to take me through TFCon. I feel like I was there. So thank you, sir. Not a problem. And uh, guys, I want to thank you all for listening. And before I go, it's uh, it's shilling time. Go to tfradio.net and click the Amazon link. tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and then do your Amazon shopping just like normal. You don't have to buy anything extra or anything different, but when you check out some shekels, some nickels and dimes, go into Brian Kilby's pocket, and he uses them to keep the lights on, keep the podcast flowing, going and free. Everybody likes free, and we love that you listen to us every week. We wouldn't do it without you guys, so until next time... For Don, this is John. We'll see you guys on the next RFC minicast. Take care, everybody. Music provided by bensound.com.